I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Ten Tribes. This is part five of the series. In the book, Ephraim, the Gentile Children of Israel by Yardaviti, on page 224, he explains how in the prophets there is an allusion or a reference to the ten lost tribes in Christianity. Under the section entitled Hebrew Verbal Roots, Yardaviti writes, The root Nun, Zadi, and Resh is that from which the word Notzri, meaning Christian, is derived allegedly in honor of Nazareth, Nazareth, which was considered the hometown of Jesus. It was suggested above that Notzri had previously been the name for a type of religious practice ultimately perhaps derivable from the lost ten tribes. At all events, the prophets in Isaiah especially may be understood as employing this root in connection with the lost ten tribes sometimes in a sense that appears to have religious connotations. Now let's see a link between the ten tribes and Christianity or belief in Yeshua as the Messiah. In the book of Hosea, we are told that Hosea marries Gomer. And the children that are mentioned from this marriage in Hosea chapter 1 foreshadows the judgment and ultimately the restoration of the ten tribes. Hosea chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea and the Lord said to Hosea go take you a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms for the land is committed great whoredom departing from the Lord so he went and took Gomer the daughter of Deblaim which conceived and bare him a son the name of the son in Hosea chapter 1 verse 4 is Jezreel Jezreel means God will sow or God will scatter. The judgment of the ten tribes of the northern kingdom is that they would be assimilated or scattered into the nations of the world. The second child is mentioned in Hosea chapter 1 verse 6. It is a daughter and the name of the daughter is Lo Ruhama or no mercy. And she conceived again and bare a daughter and God said unto him, call her name Lo Ruhama for I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel but 
I will utterly take them away. The third child that is mentioned is Loami, or not my people. Hosea chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. Now when she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she conceived and bare a son. Then said God, call his name Lo-Ami, for you are not my people, and I will not be your God. So the judgment of the northern kingdom, they would be assimilated or scattered in the nations of the world, and the God of Israel would regard them as not being his people and not showing unto them mercy. That is their judgment. The end of Hosea in chapter 1 speaks of their restoration where they would go from being not a people to sons of the living God. In the Art Scroll to the Twelve Prophets, volume 1 on page 11, it explains that after this point in Hosea in chapter 1, the God of Israel goes on to prophesy that the ten tribes would be shown mercy. Hosea now changes his tone to one of mercy and prophesies words of comfort to the people by describing their final redemption and return to the land, which is also mentioned in the Talmud in Pesahin 87b. In the Art Scroll to the Twelve Prophets, volume 1, on page 12, it explains that in Hosea, it goes on to say, And the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. The commentary is, The children of Israel at the dawn of their redemption will be bound together as one by their devotion to the Almighty and His Torah. So a sign of the end of days is Ephraim will have a desire and a love for Torah. These are the days and times in which we are living and we formally call Ephraim's love for Torah the Hebraic roots of Christianity movement. So even though it was said of the northern kingdom Lo Ruhamah or No Mercy or Lo Ami and Not My People in Hosea chapter 1 verse 10 it says yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea which cannot be measured nor numbered and it will come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them you are not my people where was it said you are not my people right here in Hosea 1 with the prophecy that it will be said that you are the sons of the living God and who is the son of the living God John chapter 1 verse 12 one who has accepted Yeshua as the Messiah is referred to as a son of the living God so the prophecy of the northern kingdom is that they would become believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. That is the link of the ten tribes to Christianity. John chapter 1 verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. In the book, I Await His Coming Every Day, by Rebbe Menachem Schneerson, on page 14, he explains from the Mishnah Torah, laws of the kings, and the laws concerning the coming of the Messiah in chapter 11, written by Moses Maimonides, or the Rambam. Nachmanides writes from the Mishnah Torah, this expectation of the Messiah. In future time, the King Messiah will arise and renew the Davidic dynasty, restoring it to its initial sovereignty. He will rebuild the temple and gather in the dispersed 
first remnant of Israel. Whoever does not believe in him or does not await his coming denies not only the statements of the other prophets, but also those of the Torah and of Moses, our teacher. For the Torah attests to his coming, or the Torah attests to the Messiah and his task to ingather the exiles of Israel. Quoting Deuteronomy chapter 30. And the Lord your God will bring back your captivity and have compassion upon you. He will return and gather you from all the nations. Even if your dispersed ones are in the farthest reaches of the heavens, from there will God gather you in and God will bring you to the land. These explicit words of the Torah, that is the Messiah gathers the exiles of Israel, these explicit words of the Torah found in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 1 through 5 include all that was said or summarizes all that was said on the subject by all the prophets. Goes on to say in Mishnah Torah Laws of the Kings as quoted in the book by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson I await his coming every day on page 18 if a king will arise from the house of David and he does a variety of things and ultimately in the things that the Messiah is supposed to do if he gathers in the dispersed remnant of Israel he is definitely the Messiah. The Messiah gathers the exiles of Israel. How many messages have you heard in Christian churches that Yeshua gathers the exiles of Israel or that Yeshua died on the tree to gather the exiles of Israel? This is a primary stumbling block to Judah in accepting Yeshua as the Messiah. Not only isn't it proclaimed even among Christians that he died on the tree to accomplish this task, but Christianity also teaches that the Messiah of Israel died on the tree to do away with the Torah. That is also a completely unacceptable position to a Jew who believes in the Hebrew Scriptures. The Messiah of the Bible, he gathers the exiles of Israel. And the Messiah of the Bible, he brings the whole world to following Torah. And we see Yeshua ultimately fulfilling this in the Messianic era when he teaches the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3. And, and among the world following the Torah, all nations are required to come to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles in Zechariah in chapter 14. In the book, A Matter of Return by Rabbi Raphael Eisenberg on page 131, he writes, Isaiah foresaw, and this is Isaiah in chapter 11, that in that day it shall be that the root of Jesse that stands for a banner of the peoples to him shall the nation seek and his resting place shall be glorious and it will come to pass on that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people that shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamat and from the isles of the sea and he will set up an end sign a banner a sign for the nations the sign for the nations of the coming of the Messiah is the ingathering of the exiles. He will set up a sign for the nations and will assemble the dispersed of Israel, that's the ten tribes, and gather together the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. From this prophecy in Isaiah 11, we learn that the Messiah, the son of David, will gather the dispersed of Israel, the vanished ten tribes, and will ingather Judah from the far corners of the globe. We are told by Yeshua himself 
in John chapter 10 that he's the good shepherd that gathers the exiles of Israel and his purpose in dying on the tree is to unify northern kingdom and southern kingdom. John chapter 10 verse 14, Yeshua said, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known by mine. When Yeshua said, I am the good shepherd, he's saying that he's the one that gathers the exiles of Israel and he's referring to the prophecy in Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 11 and verse 13 which says for thus says Yahweh Elohim behold I even I will both search my sheep and seek them out but in Ezekiel 34 11 it says Yahweh Elohim searches the lost sheep of Israel and seeks them out when Yeshua said I'm the good shepherd that statement connected to Ezekiel 34 11 he's also saying that he's Yahweh Elohim Ezekiel 34 13 and I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and I will bring them into their own land and I will feed them upon the mountains of Israel which is Judea and Samaria which is the West Bank by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country Yeshua goes on to say after he said I'm the good shepherd John chapter 10 verse 14 he says in John chapter 10 verse 16 other sheep I have not I will have after I die on the tree other sheep I currently have which means at the time he's speaking these words he is over northern kingdom and southern kingdom how can that be the only way that that can be is if he's the one that made the covenant with abraham which we're told that he was galatians chapter 3 verse 16 and he's the one that gave the torah at mount sinai because the torah was given to the house of jacob so he is the one that is the shepherd over the house of jacob his sheep so other sheep i have he's speaking to jews so when he says other sheep I have he's referring to the northern kingdom or Ephraim or the ten tribes which are not of this fold meaning they're not of the house of Judah or Jews them also I must bring that is the ten tribes of the northern kingdom and he's saying regarding the northern kingdom they will hear my voice in other words they will believe that I am the Messiah and will follow me and ultimately there will be one fold that's the unification of Ephraim and Judah which we know physically happens in the end of days and there will be one shepherd that is Yeshua being shepherd over a united house of Israel and house of Judah. Then Yeshua explains in order for that to happen he needs to die on the tree. Why? Because in dying on the tree he's going to pay for the sins of the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom and they have to be forgiven of their sins before they can be redeemed through the blood of Yeshua and ultimately be united with he would rule and reign over them. So he says in John chapter 10 verse 17, Therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. The therefore is because there's got to be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore because of that I'm going to lay down my life. In John chapter 11 verses 49 through 52 it is also stated here that Yeshua died on the tree to gather the exiles of Israel. John chapter 11 beginning in verse 49 and it reads, And one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said unto them, You know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Yeshua should die, meaning that he's dying to pay for the sins of the house of Jacob. He prophesied that Yeshua would die for that nation. 
nation. Here, that nation is a reference to Judah, but in the next verse, John 11:52, he says, and not for that nation only, not only for Judah, but he's also dying for Ephraim or the ten tribes or the northern kingdom, but that he should gather together in one, that is these two nations, that is Judah and Ephraim, northern kingdom, southern kingdom, that he should gather together in one, the children of God scattered abroad. So we're explicitly told that Yeshua is dying on the tree to gather together the exiles of Israel. Let's summarize these points that we have made. The prophets of Israel allude to Christianity. The names of the children born to the marriage of Hosea and Gomer foreshadow the judgment upon the ten tribes. The restoration redemption of the ten tribes comes through the Messiah of Israel. And Yeshua died on the tree to gather the exiles of Israel. In the book, A Matter of Return by Rabbi Raphael Eisenberg on pages 132 and 133, he explains how it's written in the prophets, specifically Jeremiah, that Judah will seek for the ten tribes in exile. During the past few centuries, the Jewish community in various parts of the world has made efforts to make contact with the lost ten tribes and to actualize their return. One of these efforts, that of the Jerusalem Rabbinate of 1900, was based on the commentary of the Yahut Shimoni. This Midrash states that the diaspora of Judah and Benjamin will go out to the ten tribes exiled behind the river Sabatian and will bring them back with them in order that they too will enjoy the days of the Messiah's reign and life of the world to come. This commentary is based on the already quoted prophecy of Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 3 it says, In those days the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north to the land that I have given for an inheritance to your fathers. They carried in seeking to make contact with the ten tribes the following special message that was addressed to the children of Moses or the ten tribes and it was signed by the rabbis of Jerusalem and this is what they wrote to the ten tribes please dear brothers hasten and ascend to Mount Zion the dwelling of his holiness for our redemption is dependent on your coming to Mount Zion in other words the redemption is the reunification of Ephraim and Judah so what do we have recorded in the Brit Hadashah or the New Testament that Paul, a Jew, is going to be given commission by Yeshua in Acts chapter 9 to go out to the ten tribes who are in exile. Exactly according to Jeremiah 3 and the expectation that the Jews would go out after the ten tribes. So in Philippians chapter 3 verse 5 in Acts 22 verse 3 and Acts 26 verse 5 we can see that Paul was raised an Orthodox Jew. It says of him, he was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews as touching the Torah a Pharisee. And he says these words in Acts 22 verse 3 I am verily a man which am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city of Sicilia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel and taught according to the perfect manner of the Torah of the fathers and was zealous toward God as you are all this day. In Acts 26 verse 5 Paul says, which knew me from the beginning if they would testify that after the most strictest sect of our religion I lived a Pharisee. Now how would you interpret today the most strict sect? You 
you would have to be the Hasidic Jews. They are the most strict sect of Judaism. Paul testifies in Acts 26 verses 6 and 7 that he was teaching the message of Yeshua and his role to ingather the exiles as it is written. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made of God unto our fathers unto which promise our twelve tribes instantly serving God day and night hope to come. So it's a promise that our 12 tribes hope to come. Well, if they hope to come, they haven't come yet because they're hoping to come, which means the 12 tribes have not been united. And Paul was going out and proclaiming the message of Yeshua and his role in dying on the tree to regather the exiles of Israel. In the book of redemption by Moses Nachmanides or the Ramban on pages 25 and 26, he writes concerning Isaiah chapter 49 verse 5. And now says the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant. It is a light thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the offspring of Israel. The commentary to this verse is that this alludes to his prophecies in general in which the prophet spoke concerning all of them. That is the ten tribes lost in the Assyrian exile and the two tribes in the Babylonian exile. This is Isaiah chapter 49 verses 5 and 6. Paul understood that Isaiah chapter 49 verse 6 spoke of the ten tribes. And in Acts chapter 13 verses 44 and verses 46 and 47 he writes, And the next Sabbath came almost all the whole city together to hear the word of God. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, Lo, we turn to the Gentiles, which in context should be understood to be the assimilated the ten tribes and the nations of the world. For so has the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set you to be a light of the Gentiles, that you should be my salvation unto the ends of the earth. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 6. In the book A Matter of Return by Rabbi Raphael Eisenberg on page 132, there's an explanation regarding Isaiah chapter 49 verse 9, which speaks of the ten tribes being prisoners of hope. Prophesying about the future return of the exiles to their land, Isaiah states that you may say to the prisoners, Go forth. To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. The Midrash Rabbah explains that prisoners denotes the tribes residing beyond the Sabbatian, and those who are in darkness denotes those existing under a dark cloud. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 7, page 172, it says, saying to the prisoners, go forth, Isaiah chapter 49, verse 9. This alludes to those who were exiled to this side of the river Sabathian. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 6, page 695, it says this regarding the ten tribes in Isaiah 49, 9. In the time to come, the Holy One, blessed be He, will bring them together as may be inferred from the text. Behold, these shall come from far, and lo, these from the north 
north and from the west, and these from the land of Sinim. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 12. The other exiles shall come with them, and the tribes who are living beyond the river Sabathian and beyond the mountains of darkness shall gather together and come to Jerusalem. Isaiah stated, saying to the prisoners, Go forth. Isaiah 49, 9. He was referring to those exiles who are living beyond the Sabathian. To them that are in darkness, show yourselves. Well, that's going to conclude part five of the series on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Ten Tribes. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.